Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Church Podcast. Visit us online at lifepointcentral.com. <laughs> Amen. Let's go home, right? Well, happy Mother's Day to all of our moms here, um, all those who might be watching, and um, just, just uh, we're so grateful for all of you. We're blessed here. We have the two best moms in the world in our church, my mom and my wife, so we're blessed that they're with us. So surveys say that it's harder now to be a mom than ever, and experts uh, cite the reason for that is because there's so much, so many informative guides there is uh, so, mu- so many developmental toys, so much technical opportunities today uh, just to turn your kids into those little Einstein geniuses. So there's a, there's a lot of information. There's a lot of pressure. Um, they also say moms today have more of a challenge because they have to shield their children from inappropriate music, uh, TV shows, uh, music, internet sites, and they feel they have to instill in their kids the complete opposite morals um, and values than what they're seeing in our culture today. I, I, think, that's, I think that's pretty accurate. Uh, I thought this was interesting. They say half of, half of the women feel that they're turning into their moms and they feel good about it. <laughs> Following COVID, 74% of moms feel that they are mentally wore out. I think that's pretty accurate as well. And I thought this was interesting. The number one gift that your mom wants this Mother's Day is either a break, a cool experience like at a spa, or a good night's sleep. That's the gift <laughs> that moms want this, this, this year. Um, you know, just recently in, in the news, and I'm, I'm sure most of you uh, saw this, it was all over the internet, uh, when they were doing the confirmation hearings for uh, Judge Katinji Brown Jackson, Senator Blackburn of Tennessee, asked her a really simple question. She said, can you provide a definition for the word woman? And she looked confused, and she responded and said, I'm not a biologist. And the senator responded and said, the fact that you can't give me a straight answer about something so fundamental as what a woman is underscores the dangers of the kind of progressive education that we keep hearing about. And I want you to know that maybe some people can't define what a woman or a mom is, but I want to do that for you this morning in the few moments that, that we have together. Um, and so I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a, a mom's day message this morning and Next weekend, we're going to kick off a brand new series. How many of you have ever wondered how you find out what the destiny of God is for your life? All right, four of you. All right, so um, for the rest of us, uh, so I'm going to start a series next week called um, Unlocking Your Destiny. And I also want to talk to you next week, tell you about um, how grateful we are that what you've helped us raise funds for, and we're going to be starting our parking lot and things like that. So just tell you a lot of good stuff next week. But this morning, I was thinking, what can I call this title for a Mother's Day message this morning, and this is what I came up with, uh, Wonder Woman. That was my, my big uh, creative title for, for, for this morning, and, and I, th- I think we have a graphic for that. Um, 
This looks really familiar to me. She lives with me, so. Twenty-five percent feel like their moms are their heroes, compared to only sixteen percent of dads. And they say the reason for that is because moms are good at protecting and defending. They give intelligence and wisdom. They're good moral models, and they keep enhancing and keep inspiring. So what I want to do today is I want to encourage not just moms, but all of you women, all of you ladies that are here. So um, whether you are with or without husband or with or without a child, I want to encourage all of you women today. And I want to make my points as if God's saying something to you. So I'm going to put them uh, I'm going to word them in a way, and so we're going to find out exactly what your role is and how important your role is today. Y'all ready to go? Life point number one, I worded it this way, and this is God talking to all of you females in the room, and it's this. I have a special place for you in my plan. If God was saying something to you this morning, he would say this, that he has a special place place for you in his plan. Look at this scripture. This is in the book of Psalm. This is chapter 144, and this is verse 12. It says, may our sons flourish in their youth like well-nurtured plants. And then it says this about our daughters. And may our daughters be like graceful pillars carved to beautify a palace. Some translations say it this way. Let our daughters be graceful pillars carved cornerstones. And I think that's such a cool verse because it gives us this idea that all the ladies have a special place in God's house. And it says this about them. It says that they are pillars or cornerstones. And I think all of us guys would say this and anyone that would look into culture would say this, that although guys, we feel like we might be the bedrock I think it would be maybe more proper to say that there are some awful, amazing women that are the cornerstones, and they are the pillars in God's house and, 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 and the culture that, that God designed here in, in our country. And so I did a little bit of study on this verse, and it means a couple things. First of all, you being a pillar, the language that's used here, first of all, means that you're decorative. And by decorative means this, that you beautify the palace or you beautify the house. Um, it gives us this idea that, that you're fashioned with marble and you're polished and you're expensive. Guys, how many know our wives are expensive? It's right here in scripture. But you beautify the house. You beautify your residence. And you also beautify the house and the place of God. And that's why I worded that, that I believe that God has a special place for you in his plan. And I don't want you to think that, uh, um, that in, in the plan of God, that it's a man plan because it's a men and women plan. And you have just as a, an amazing place that a man does. In any church or denomination that would tell you anything differently would be quoting scripture very inaccurately to you. So you, you, you have this ability and you have this essence and you have this I'm going to make up a word, specialness. Is that a word? 
It is now. Specialness to beautify things, to make things more decorative, to make things more polished. Not only that, but it gives us the idea that these pillars are also functional. They're weight-bearing, and they have to be placed in specific order by experts to hold up the house and to hold up a palace. And so you're not only, you not only bring beauty to the house of God or to the plan of God or to the place of God, you bring function, weight-bearing function. And that's why a lot of moms, maybe you even found yourself carrying a lot of extra weight when it came to families because a guy let you down. Or maybe you were a, a single mom having to be mom and dad. Not only do you bring beauty to the palace, but you bring function and weight-bearing. And um, it says you have to be placed there by an expert, and we believe that God's that expert. And God knows what he is doing when he's creating and when he's building. It also gives us this idea that it's enduring or it's of permanence or it's of stability. How, aren't you glad that there was a mom in your life that brought you stability, that brought you permanence, that not only brought um, decor, decoration, but brought function and brought endurance to your situation? And I, and I realize with this many people, maybe some of you did not experience um, the best mom that you could. But I, I, I just, um, I, I'm grateful that God knew what he was doing with women and, you know, he made man first, and then I think God said, I think I could do a little better. Yeah. <laughs> where would we be in our churches, and where would we be in our culture if it wasn't for some really, really good moms and some really, really good women? <laughs> and, and I saw this on the internet. I just, I just typed this in, and um, the qualities of a good mom, and this, this is... This is what I got. There are eight of these. I'm not going to bring all these out. I'm just going to share these with you. First of all, they say moms are good because they're patient. You ever notice moms are much more patient than dads? Not only are moms patient, moms are strong. Not only are moms strong, moms are empathetic. Not only are moms empathetic, they're supportive, respectful, humble, authoritative, and maybe most importantly, they're loving. And those are the top qualities of a mom. And I know sometimes when you say those things, and maybe um, as a female or as a mom, you think, I'm, I'm not doing as good as I think that I, that I should or that I could. And I would encourage you, don't get condemned and go, don't get down as you hear that list. Maybe you just need to say, God, help me with that one a little bit. Help me to grow in that one a little bit. Help me to succeed in that certain area a little bit. Because none of us have it all together. Amen? But I think God would say this to you this morning through me, is that I have a very special place for you in my plan. And I think the second thing God would say, not only does he have a special place for you, I think he would say this, I have a strategic purpose for you in my plan. How many believe, first of all, God is a God of plans? When you read the Bible from beginning to end, it's all about plans. God doesn't do anything haphazard. God doesn't just throw things together. God has a very detailed uh, blueprint from the book of Genesis from creation to the end of things in the book of Revelation and everything in between from the building of his temple to the building of his church to the rescue of, 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 of his people to the salvation of us. God has a very detailed plan. And if he has such a detailed plan, that means nothing is by chance. And so that plan requires 
God's hand. It, it requires God's provision. And before you ever put things into action, how many know there has to be imagination? There has to be thought. There has to be ideas, and there has to be envisioning. And so what God did when he began to envision his plan, he also envisioned the people that would make that plan successful. And I believe that not only for that plan to be successful, but for it to have purpose, God had you ladies in mind. Not just for a special place, but for a specific purpose. Now the word purpose means to have an original intention for something. And so when God created his plan and when God created you, he did it with painstaking intention. And I want you to think about that with your life. Your life, according to God's view, is that he has intention for your life. Look at me all the way back in the book of Genesis. And the Bible says this, and God said, let's make human beings in our own image. Now that word image doesn't mean a shadow and it doesn't mean a type. It actually means a graphic copy. I love the Latin of that. The Latin says the imagio Dei, or God created you not actually in his image, but as his image. So what that says is when God created mankind, he created us as his image, not a shadow, but as his image. We have the DNA of God in us. We are the image of God. And it goes on and it says, they will reign over the fish, over the birds, over the livestock, and all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry on the ground. So God created human beings as his own image, and in the image of God, he created them, and we see from the beginning, only two, male and female, he created them. And then God did something after he created male and female. God did what? He blessed them. That's why we prayed that prayer blessing on those families this morning. He blessed them or he barocked them, the Bible says. He blessed them and he said to them, he said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth, govern it, reign over the fish, the birds, and the animals that scurry along the ground. You say, well, why do you read that this morning? First of all, I want all of you ladies to know that you were actually made as the image of God. And I love this, that God didn't just create us. But the Bible says this, he made us as a graphic copy. We're the visible, tangible, formidable, understandable image of God. They ought to be able to look at us and see God. Ladies, when they look at you, you know what they see? They, 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 they see God. They see his image being portrayed through you. Now, here, here's the thing. We know that Adam and Eve fell, but the fall did not delete the image of God. It did mar it some, but it did not delete it. You still have the essence, the DNA, and the image of God in you. And then I love this. The Bible says he, he blessed them, which means that he gave them this blessing or this ability to prosper is what it means. So God said, I bless you, which means you now have the ability to prosper. And he gave a command, be fruitful and multiply. And it, it wasn't just to have offspring, but it was to be able to do what God created you and I to do. So he blessed them from the Spirit of God, and he pronounced a blessing, and he said, multiply and be fruitful. And I love that because it means he put in you this ability or this capacity to produce abundance. Isn't that cool? He created you in his image and then put this blessing on you. And it means that you now have the capacity 
to produce abundance. It also means that you have the capacity to flourish in the things of God or flourish in the things that you were actually created to do. So God wants you to flourish. Elbow somebody and say, he's, he's talking to you this morning. God put the capacity in you when he called you to be blessed. He, he put this, this command and this capacity in you to flourish. And so, so what God did was God created Adam first. And the first thing he gave Adam was an assignment. And then the Bible says he did something else from Adam God reached down and created Eve. Why did God, well, let's back up a moment. God made all of this wonderful creation, the land and the, the waters and the day and the night and the fish and the birds and everything that crawled on the ground. God created all of this. But God realized I couldn't be in relationship like I want to with that part of creation. So God did something. He took up his own essence and made a man. Called him Adam, the first man. Called him Adam. Created Adam. And then gave Adam an assignment. Because the Garden of Eden was one little spot on the planet. And they told Adam, I give you authority to rule and to reign and to spread this garden over the planet. But God is full of wisdom. How many know God is full of wisdom? And God realized... Adam can't do this on his own. So out of Adam, God created who? He created Eve. And so he created Eve. He gave Adam an assignment, but he said, Adam's going to need some assistance. So he created Eve in that role, what the Bible says, to be a helper. To help Adam fulfill. Now, that does not mean that you are second rate or second thought, but what that means is the plan of God can't fully be fulfilled without your help, ladies. A man's job and a man's assignment can't fully be fulfilled without you ladies. So when you see the word, um, when, when he created Eve with this idea of being a partner, which really means a helper, I, I, I want to say something to you that will really really help you here in, and hopefully um, liberate your thinking a little bit that God's plan took Adam, but God's plan also took Eve, and he made her to be a helper. Now, when we go forward in the Bible, when we get to the New Testament, we learn a little bit more about the Holy Spirit, and the Bible calls the Holy Spirit the what? The helper. Now, I would say it this way, that when we are made in the image of God, that would mean that God has a side that's masculine and God has a side that's feminine. I'm not calling God a woman. Don't run out of here thinking wrong. But there's a masculine side, there's a feminine side. And the feminine side to God would be that of a helper. It's the Holy Spirit. And how many know we need the Spirit of God? Have you ever been in a situation? Have you ever been up against something? Have you ever been trying to traverse your Jesus journey and needed the work of the Holy Spirit? I mean, you knew the Word of God. You knew that you were, you were um, born again by the work of Jesus, but the Holy Spirit was there to help you. Have you ever been at a time of loss, maybe at a funeral, and just felt the presence of God come in and just be there to help you? Have you ever been walking through a trial in life, maybe something with your children, something in your marriage, something with your career, or just something you're going through in life, and you felt the presence of God, and it was the Holy Spirit who was there with you? 
He was there to be what? Your helper, the Bible says. Now, ladies, when you hear it explained that way, I hope that it helps you realize that the role that you have is like the role of the Holy Spirit. You're there to help, to be present. Not just in the rough times, but also the good times. So when we look and we say that God has this special place for you in his plan, that's a big deal. And that God has a specific purpose for you in his plan and his specific purpose. And I would like to just liberate you into this today. Just be who God's called you to be. You, you don't need to be who Hollywood tells you you ought to be. You don't have to be, you, you don't have to live up to everyone else's Facebook page. <laughs> You don't have to live up to everyone's TikTok page or everyone's um, Twitter feed. You just need to live up and be who God created you to be. God anointed you to do what? To help. There's just things you can do that are specific. That you, there's just things that, that my wife will do that are just so helpful that I could never do. I try them. I'm a disaster at them. But she just does them and it looks so easy. And it looks just like, how, how did you do, do, do that so easy? I, I would flub it up. I'd be on the verge of losing Jesus. I'd be mad. I would just, and, and, but she just has this way of making things better. And I think that God knew from the beginning that that was the anointing on your life, ladies, to enhance things, to help with things, to make things better. So not only are you a decorative item in his house, you're a functional item in this house, and the expert has placed things in you to be helpful. So I would just like you to look inside your heart and receive this from God today. Just be who you're to be. Just be the helpful person. Have that a helpful anointing, because God put that in you, and God put that on you. And, I, and just, just, in other words, I would put it in these terms. You're the Pinterest of God's house. Just be Pinterest. When we re read about the Holy Spirit being the helper side of God, it means this. He assists, he refreshes, and he defends. So when the Bible calls you a helper, you have this really unique anointing, unction, gift, ability to refresh, to assist, and not just uh, uh, assist, but to defend. So God would say this to you this morning, that you have a special place in his plan you have, a, you have a, a specific purpose. And, and thirdly, God would say this to you. I have a significant part for you in my plan. And I want to go back to Genesis. But I want to go to Genesis chapter 2 this time. And verse 18 says, And God said, It's not good for man to be alone. So God had created Adam. And then God says, It's not good for this dude to be alone. So I'm going to do something. I'm going to make a helper who's just right for him. How many know it's never good for a man to be alone? We can't feed ourselves right. We can't find our keys. Our clothes will never be clean. We, we just, how many know we're just, we're not, we need some help. God knew that. God said, I'm going to create someone just for him. So God formed from the ground all of these wild animals and all the birds of the sky. He brought them to man to see what, God, what man would call them, and man named all of them. And he gave names to all of the livestock, all the birds, all the wild animals. But still there was no partner or helper for Adam. 
So God caused man to fall into a deep sleep. Now, they were joking on the video about men sleeping. It's in the Bible. My wife, I'm over here cooking dinner. You're sitting on the couch snoring, watching TV. God put that in us. It's right here in the Bible. My wife's all the time, how can you just sit down anywhere and fall asleep? It's a God thing. It's right here. That's what we're, that's why we need help. We can't get off the couch. You ever have one of those couches? We have this couch and you just sit into it and it's like, whoa, sleepy. That's our couch. Well, where am I at? What am I talking about? So God created a man. He fell in a deep sleep. And while he slept, now look how deep he slept. While he slept, God took a rib. I mean, no, that's a deep sleep. God did surgery. He snoozed right through it. I, you want to hear a funny story? And I'll get back to this. Um, so uh, me and Pastor Diane lived in Ohio at this time, and she was pregnant for our youngest, Cassidy, who's now 18. So that was you're, you're pregnant at the time. I came home from work, and Faith, how old was Faith? Faith was about six, five years old. I came home from work, and she, it was at the end of the pregnancy. She, she, was in, she was in the I'm miserable, why did I agree to this stage? And I come home, and she's like, I just need 20 minutes to fall, just to rest and fall asleep. Will you give me 20 minutes? Will you watch Faith? Now, Faith is here. She's really calm. She wasn't back then. She was all over the place. She says, just give me 20 minutes. I'm like, super dad. I got it. Well, the next thing I know was about an hour later, she wakes me up. I took a nap on the couch. <laughs> Faith called 911. <laughs> Threw the phone under the couch. And the police show up at our house. And interview my five-year-old. Do you have enough food? Is anyone harming you? <laughs> in the middle of that, our little dog gets out, runs all over the neighborhood, and the cops chasing him. And so um, I slept through all of that. <laughs> she comes in, wakes me up, tells me how much she loves me. He <laughs> says, "Did you know the police were here? What police? Where were the police?" It's an anointing from God. It's in the Bible. <laughs> we sleep through things like this. That's why we need you, women. <clears throat> so God took a rib, and he brought Eve, or he brought God's latest creation, or he brought this woman to man. And man said, at last... Now this is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. So women, I, I want to use that word rib for a moment. God took that rib from man. He was sleepy, had some fun with that, but he took that rib and he made what Adam said was, at last... Now this, because Adam was used to looking at fish and birds and things that scurried on the ground. And now he's like, whoa, man. <laughs> At last. Now this is what I'm talking about. Bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. But that rib, let's take the, word, the letter R. Ladies, 
God made you with, from that rib, and the first thing he made you with is, is this ability and this need to receive. Everyone say receive. receive. Women are made to be responders. God has given men this, this assignment to be initiators, but women are responders. That's why men, if you treat your wife well, she responds well. If you mistreat her, she doesn't respond so well. When you use loving words, she responds with love. When you use harsh words, she responds in a different manner. But God put this in you to receive. This is why guys can see or hear something, you ask them what happened, and they're like, I don't know. But you receive much more information. Guys, we love, we love the headlines. There's nothing worse than opening an article on Google and be like, I got to read that whole thing. I'm just like, headlines and points. Guys, <laughs> ladies are like, detail, line, 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 line. And I know that causes frustration when we interact sometimes, but that's a gift to be able to receive. Because what you receive, the Bible says, you have this ability to reflect. Now, the Bible says this, we receive and we reflect the glory of God. That's why, women, you carry the glory of God differently than guys do because you have this ability to receive things from God and reflect it. You also have the ability to do that with your husband. But you have this amazing ability, and it's a significant part of God's plan that you can receive things. You... Every time me and Pastor Diane have made a transition in ministry or a life change, she knew like two years before me. Or she'll sense something from God and it happens. I'm not saying, guys, we can't have any of that. But ladies, you just have a supernatural ability to do that. Now, how many guys are like, yeah, I see that? Every guy in this place, you better put your hand up. I'm telling you, you're going to have a long lunch today. <laughs> so you have this ability to receive. The I stands for, you also have this ability to incubate, to incubate things. Now, you want to know what woman means? Since our judges don't know, it literally means a man with a womb is literally what that means. And when you see the word womb in the Bible, it has two meanings. Number one, obviously, it means you're able to conceive and give life, to take in and incubate. Now, listen to this. Some other words for the word incubate would be this. You have the ability to take in something, give life to it, and enhance it. You have the ability to, here's another word, upgrade it, enlarge it, amplify it, and elevate it. The first thing the womb means is you have this ability, no matter what we do with gender operations, you're the only ones born with the ability to birth life. That's why it's called a man with a womb. Listen to me. This is why it is so, I know there's a lot of racket out there right now with Road versus Wade. This is why the sanctity of life has to be protected in the church because God put something in you that only you can do. And that's, that is... To incubate life. Abortion right now is the number one killer in the world. 
When we prayed over these kids this morning, that's why I prayed we want to stop the plan of the devil and release the plan of God. Do you know how many aborted babies there have been that, that life stopped and the plan of God stopped? Ladies, that's why you're so, so important. I know there's a lot of arguments and, and theories and things, but we have to protect the sanctity of life because it's something that you were designed to have, do, and be. So you have this amazing ability to receive and incubate, which means to give life. But here's the other thing that the womb means. This is so interesting. It also means the seat of compassion. The Bible said Jesus was moved in the bowels, in his bowels with compassion. So when the Bible talks about the womb, it's also the same word to use to talk about the sympathy or the mercy or the empathy of God. This is why when little kids fall down and scrape their knees, they don't run to dad because dad's going to say, suck it up, get back on the bike. Mom's going to have this amazing ability to heal, to love, to encourage. So you are a woman, which means you are in the essence of God, made from the rib of man. A woman means man who has a womb to give life and to carry sympathy, and to carry compassion. That's why you are a lot more emotional than us guys. But it's a gift. My wife, if you've been around her, she wears her emotions on her sleeve. You don't have to guess what she's thinking. I know when I walk by, you're like, does that dude even like me? We're total opposites. But I'm grateful because sometimes I just don't think or feel like she thinks or feels. And there have been times that that's been a little like, what is wrong with you? But we have learned that's something God has given you ladies. And the B in rib means to birth, to receive, to incubate, and to give birth, to, 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 to travail and fully deliver something. Only you can do it like that. Sometimes, guys, we're a great idea, we're a great leader, we're a great initiator with things, but you have this amazing ability to receive it, incubate it, which means enhance it, upgrade it, elevate it, and birth something that we could have never birthed without you. How many would agree with this? You would not be here if it wasn't for your mom. <laughs> Nothing gets by you guys. You're a very intelligent group. But you have this ability to birth. I heard this one time. This is a little funny, but it's so true. If you give a woman groceries, she will give you a meal. If you give a woman a house, she will give you back a home. If you give her sperm, she will give you back a baby. If you give her money... <laughs> hold on. She'll give you a bargain. You, you know what the difference is between men and women? Men and women, here it is right here. Men will spend $2 for a $1 item they need. Women will spend $1 for a $2 item they have no use for because it's a bargain. Right? We go to the store, she's like, I'm looking for a deal. I'm like, you're going to pay that for that? Yeah, I'm out of here. 
She comes home, did you need that? No, but it was on sale. (laughs) Give her a smile and she'll give you her heart. Give her heck. She will give you... Psalm 127 says this, children are the reward of her, of her womb. And theologians will tell you this, that Eve probably had hundreds of children because she lived so long. And she was obviously, you know, the original mom, the, the original mother. But the Bible says this, that those things that came from her womb, it's a gift and it's a reward. And if you are here and you are a mom and you've literally birthed children or maybe you have never birthed a child or you're younger and, and you're a female or wherever you're at on that scale, I want you to know that God designed you. And I believe God wants you to hear this because I would sense that some of you have been through um, things in life failures in life, flaws in life, abuses in life, disappointments in life, discouragements in life, betrayals in life, heartache, hurt, wounds in life, and you got scars from it, fair, unjust, whatever we want to label that, I still want you to know no matter what you went through, if you handled it good, if you didn't handle it right, how much you've cried over it, wherever you're at today. God says this, I, I have, a, have a special place for you. I have a specific purpose for you. And I have a significant part for you. And when I was putting this together, I said, here's what I want all of you ladies to feel today. I just want you to feel like God made you on purpose. In his eyes, you're all that. Don't take your approval rating anywhere except for the Word of God. I know that's hard sometimes, but um, we are grateful for you. And here at LifePoint, we have some awesome, awesome moms, and we have some awesome, awesome ladies. And I, I think all of these things that I said today, we see that you are pillars here. We see that you're the image of God. You're great. You have a great anointing just like the Holy Spirit to help. And we see that you're able to receive things, incubate things, and birth things from God. And in saying all that, if that's revelation to you, first of all, if you feel like you failed in the area, don't be condemned. Lay it down and just say, God, make me the best me I can be. And going forward, I just want you to be released into being you. Be released into just being who God created you to be not Facebook or anything or anyone else, and just be you. You go, girl, is what I'm saying. Receive, incubate, and birth. Keep receiving, incubate, birth. Now, you got to filter some things coming your way because I want, I'll prophesy this over you. There are some new seasons and some new levels and, and, and some new happiness coming your way. And there's some new plans and there are some new levels, and there are some new seasons God wants to birth for you in your life. So what I would like to do is I would like all of, all of our moms, if you would stand. 
all the moms in the house. And so what the rest of us are going to do is give you a great big thank you. Now, I would like the, the rest of you ladies to um, go ahead and stand to your feet. Maybe, maybe you're, you're not a mom, but you're, you're all the ladies to, 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 to stand in the room. And um, I, I used a funny slide, but I will call you all um, Wonder Women. Not just because you have to deal with us, just because I think that's what Adams was thinking when he looked at Eve, like, wow, she's a Wonder Woman. This might sound a little silly, but we'll, we'll just, I'm going to pray over you that you just have that, that Wonder Woman anointing. My, my wife's like this big Wonder Woman fan. We have all these pictures in our workout area, and she's a big Wonder Woman. She's always like, I want to be Wonder Woman. I want to be Wonder Woman. And you are Wonder Woman, by the way. If you would join me, we're going to, we're going to pray over, I want to pray over all of our, our moms today. If, if um, your mom or your wife or your relative is right there near you, you could put a hand on their shoulder and, and, and as I pray. My prayer today is that you just be empowered um, to be everything God wants you to be and your next season of birthing will be an amazing season. Do you have something to add? I just want to say that's probably been one of the best messages I've heard on Mother's Day. I mean, truly. Um, I don't know about you ladies, but that makes me feel honored to be a mom, to be a woman. Um, really, that explanation, that um, need that they do have for us, um, and the things that God created for women to be, we do have a purpose and we do have a plan. And so I just really, I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for sharing that message. That's, that meant a lot to me. And it's uh, probably the best Mother's Day message I've heard. And, and I, I don't know why I feel led to do this, but I want to apologize to you all for all the men that let you down and made you feel anything other than what I just preached to you this morning. Because if anybody did or said anything to you other than what God says in his word about you, they were either completely misled, misguided, or they lied to you. I guess I'm apologizing for the human race of mankind. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for all of these awesome moms and awesome women that are in the house this morning. And God, I just pray that some things that we said or did today through some humor and through the scripture, that God, it grabbed their heart and let them feel they're not alone and let them feel that their yesterday is not bigger than their tomorrow. It in some way encouraged them, inspired them, and gave them revelation on what a woman is. Even if culture can't define it, God, you defined it from the beginning. And God, I pray that they would be empowered to be anointed, to be the ladies you called them and designed and energized and created them to be. And I prophesy that what's in their tomorrow, there'll be greater things they receive, greater things they incubate, an amazing birth in their future. God, we thank you that that anointing to help and assist and produce and elevate from this moment on becomes more and more elevate in their homes, in this church, 
and their work, where they work, in their neighborhoods. God, I pray that that will be stirred up in them. In the mighty, mighty name of Jesus, amen. 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 Amen.